Tales of Crisis podcast. Tonight we'll be joined as usual with Chalmers and we're going to talk about some tournaments. But before we do that, Chalmers, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's uh, it's all good. Now we should probably point out that tournaments, it's um, just one of us that went <laughs> and it's not me. So <laughs> I think this episode will very much be the... Uh, Martin show so <laughs> but I am very well I, I'm going to try and chip in where I can um, but yeah I'm good and how about yourself I'm, I'm very very excited for Marvel Crisis Protocol I've had an absolutely fantastic weekend as I will cover um, super excited for it all um, and great to be out in the general well maybe not the general public but at least the uh, like-minded public <laughs> like-minded public the dice rolling public um no it was great to see so many people out so many people enjoying the game um the first real taste of that that we've had so absolutely fantastic since the last episode there's been a whole raft of releases as always and they've been spoiled and there's been blog articles all over the shop there's been a podcast covering them so we're not going to cover them in this if you want to find out more go to the across the bifrost nexus look at the articles on there from a variety of different content creators listen to some of the other podcasts on there as well and they'll they'll cover them but there is one that i just well two that i just wanted to quickly cover without looking at the rules the actual models themselves dumamu yeah. What were your it's, uh, thoughts on, on that big fella now that we've seen more of him? Stunning beast. Uh, <laughs> no, he is nice. It's uh, I was a little bit sceptical when I saw the price point for him, but when you see the actual model and the actual terrain you get with him as well, the portals, it's um, I think it's definitely worth its money. And the rules are pretty tasty as well. Um, yeah. Big threat. I don't know how much you're going to see him in the game. Uh, I think you'll probably see him a little bit, but I mean, he's what, eight threat by himself so yeah he's i don't think he can do everything <laughs> that i know with eight threat you can do quite a bit with a, a lot of different characters so um yeah yeah we see nine threat thanos um so you know he's not un, unseen and nine threat thanos is pretty good in in the right setup i think dormammu will i think initially at least you'll see a lot of him because of the ways affiliation works um and and so he's easy just to chuck into you know you pick nine and if you're unsure on your 10th you can throw him in to give you that dual affiliation so i think we'll see him a fair bit i'm looking forward to getting the model and painting him up um and the other one of a similar size that i'm even more excited by is iron man mr tony stark Stark. and the uh hulkbuster Yes. yes uh yeah same as you like that model is amazing um it, it's interesting that it looks like it's going to be a transforming model um so it'll yes. be interesting to see how that plays whether you need to do a tactic card or you have to pay a certain amount of power to transform but i've seen um, a couple of theories that say that you start with the hulkbuster and when you get dazed you flip to Oh, okay. Uh, the smaller would, one. Yeah, that would make sense. Apparently, and I haven't seen this because I only found out yesterday, but apparently on the base of the smaller one is what looks like the wreck of the Hulkbuster. So ah, okay. adds, adds more weight to that. Yeah. I must admit, I love the Hulkbuster model from what we've seen so far, yes. but I'm more excited by the smaller one. 
I was about to say it would be nice to actually have a use well what I hope is a usable Iron Man um, I think Iron Man's kind of fallen a bit foul of the um, core box <laughs> um, probably one of the weakest core box models I think probably next uh, he's, he's up there definitely unfortunately the, the, there's a bit of a split in the core box of not great and still seeing lots of play um, yeah. models in there um, but no, the, the model itself, even irrelevant of the rules whenever they come along, I did like the core set model, but I feel the new one shows the leaps and bounds they've they've made with oh, the, the yeah, new 100%. creations. It's just so much more dynamic. It looks so much better. Um, so yeah, that's another one I'll definitely be picking up. Yeah. And what, what as if you're not going to pick up everything at some point? There, there are a few I still haven't bought. Shankara. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who are looking for any of these, if your local game store doesn't have them, check out Blackgate Games, our sponsor at blackgategames.com. They're really good service, good prices. But as we've already hinted, um, I did attend a couple of events over the weekend. Um, we still haven't had a two-dayer yet in this country that I'm aware of. So uh, I didn't quite get to do the two-dayer, but I did do two separate tournaments. So the first one on Saturday was at a local newish shop, shall we say, um, called The Bearded Card Trader. It's halfway between Newcastle and Durham. Yeah, it's in to the left. Stanley, isn't it? Stanley? I think it's Stanley, yes. Yeah. Um, but for most people, that's going to mean nothing. So it's not far from between Newcastle and Durham. It's in a uh, an office, I'm not going to say block, but an office setup. And he's hired one of the, essentially one of the office rooms there, and, it, and he runs the shop out of there, and it, it just works really well. It, it just, it's smart, it's clean, it's not huge, but there's enough space. We were working out, and we reckon we could get 19 tables in there. Uh, at a push so you could get a fair few people in there um but that it, it's a it's a nice setup we've been down there a couple of times uh this was the first event he'd run and um we myself and a few others were, were talking him through a few bits and pieces i convinced him to do long shanks and, and explained how long shank worked um, which was to my detriment as you'll find out later on but <laughs> i still think it was the right answer because i the more I've used it this weekend, the more I've liked it, and we'll we'll talk about that later on. Um, but yeah, I did that first, and then I travelled down to Derby to Board and Swords for the Sunday event. Excellent. And did you take the same roster to both of them? I made one change between the two rosters. Oh, okay. Um, I changed one of my team tactics cards. Oh, that's not really a change. <laughs> yep, that was it. That was the only change. And, and I kind of, I was humming in hard and I was like, oh, I'll take that. And if I use it a lot on the Saturday, I'll take it on the Sunday. And whilst I picked it a couple of times, I never actually used it. Right, okay. I want the stories of the Saturday night, you just like painting a whole entire new roster for the next day. And just, that, uh... Friday night, I was still painting, but... Um... <laughs> Not on the Saturday. I did. Te I was tempted to make some changes because I did a couple of basic job paint jobs on the uh, Wednesday and the Friday leading up to it all, uh, and I was going to tart them up a little bit on the Saturday night. But I was just too shy. So yeah, never that's fair enough. 
So what did you take? So I ran pure criminal syndicate. So uh, I've, I've been doing criminal syndicate more or less maybe a month after Almost? they came out. From the start, yeah. Yeah, so I started with Asgard at the very when when I first started playing on TTS. Went to X Men for a very brief moment until Tom crushed my dreams with Hawkeye constantly killing Beast. Then uh, switched to Criminal Syndicate and and kind of that and Asgard kind of went together quite well. So I tried this time just to go pure uh, Criminal Syndicate because they'd had a, a fair few extra models. So I ran Kingpin, Omega Red, Taskmaster, Modok, Black Cat, and Crossbones as my affiliated, and my splash was Lizard, Enchantress, Okoye, and Toad. And I only put Okoye and Toad in for um, Sword, because I needed to make sure I could go five wide at Sword. Yep. I'm so glad I put them in. They they <laughs> they really opened up a number of things. At Secures, I ran Mayor Fisk, Terrigen Clouds, and Gamma. And my extracts was Herbs, Research Station, and Cubes. My team tactics cards, and I'm doing this from memory because I didn't write them down, was Medipack and Brace as my restricted, all according to plan and shadowy organization as my two criminal syndicate cards. The Lizard card, which I'll probably butcher the name of, but Monkey Brain is Lizard Home. I then had climbing gear, advanced R&D, and another one, <laughs> which no doubt I'll remember later on. But there you go, that just showed how often I, I used anything outside of the, the, the cold ones. Yeah. Um, rocked up, got it's nice and chilled, uh, it's only a three-game tournament, started at 12 o'clock, got there a bit early, and by that point most, most people were there. We had seven people turn up. Um, so John, the uh, owner, stepped in and was the eighth, just to, to even everything out, which was great. And my first game was against Sean Patterson. And Sean, if I don't, not unfair to, uh, I don't think he'd been playing X Men particularly long. Right. So relatively new to it all, um, but had a relatively standard X-Men roster from memory um, what he actually had available to him so I lost priority which is a running theme throughout and <laughs> as a criminal syndicate player I'm always concerned about losing priority because people tend to make you pick extracts and they pick a secure that you don't like um, but I think because of Herbs and Research Station two ones that criminal syndicate can normally do better than most on i think it a lot of people went extracts and let me pick secures even though they won priority which i was quite right. surprised by um so they say he went um with extracts and he chose hammers and i chose gamma so we played even though we're a long way down the line uh, a pretty uh, original one of gamma hammers gamma hammer Yamaha picked uh, 18 threat. So he ran, what did he run? Storm, Cable, Domino, Cyclops, and Beast. So he's all affiliated. Nice. I went Kingpin, Omega Red, Lizard, Enchantress, and Black Cat. Okay. So I basically had three size three tanks in the middle, Enchantress and Black Cat on the flanks. Um, and for those that aren't aware, Black Cat and Enchantress can steal. 
we set up I had uh, Black Cat on the left, Enchantress on the right, Omega uh, Kingpin and Lizard in the middle, and he had Storm, Cyclops in the middle, Cable on my left, Domino on my right, and um, Beast kind of between Storm and Domino. Now, one of the things we realised as we went near the very start, and I hadn't done it intentionally, but he couldn't do much about size three. A lot of his pushes and throws were size two or less, and Kingpin and Mega and Lizard all size three in the middle. So that really oh, did nice. help me. On the left, Black Cat went up, grabbed the extract. I kind of, I purposely put her against Cable because I knew he was range five and she's got stealth. So I thought, keep her safe. She hid behind some terrain, which kind of kept her safe for a little bit. Enchantress went up uh, I think Beast went and stole the the one on the right Judge just kind of moved up to to be around that area Kingpin stayed at the back of Mega Red and Lizard went up to the middle Gamma and I went 6-3 uh, up then Cable body did a body slide came round uh, took a couple of shots at Black Cat and then through the size 3 terrain that she was hiding behind on top of her. So she, she quite easily dazed. Um, Lizard went and stole his back objective. Enchantress went and did what Enchantress does. I think she stole a, a hammer and moved everybody around. And um, Mega Red just sat in the middle and poisoned everybody. Um, <laughs> does so, what Mega Red does. <laughs> yep. Yeah, end of 2... It was 12-6. So I had got up. I, I got a bit lucky getting Lizard on the back point. Um, Enchantress had moved people around. And I think it probably needed a, a climbing gear to get him on that back point. But that, that made such a big difference because it's essentially me just stealing that back point. It's a four-point swing. Yeah. It's not even that. It's like a criminal syndicate counting as two. It's just such a strong thing because it means that like your opponent has to try and keep defending with like more models yes. it means they can't go off and go get everything else yeah and then i'm looking at it here we we played out turn three and we kind of just walked it through um but we i wouldn't say it was a recurring theme but one of the things that happened was because we were quite relaxed and actually I do apologise. It wasn't Sean Patterson. I've just looked because I got that wrong last time. It was Stephen Davidson for the first game. Ah, OK. Um, ended 15-11. He clawed it back near the end. Um, but we, we ran out of time to, to get to the 16th threat. Um, but it was it got to the point where it, it was inevitable, as he yeah. says. Um, but yeah, it, it was quite a chilled game. I don't think either of us were really in the tournament mood of bang bang bang, which was very different to the the event yesterday, and I'll talk about that later. Right. Um. And, and yeah, we were playing ninety minute rounds, and we we got near the end, and we ran out of a bit of time. But it was a good game. I did quite a bit of explaining of what what was going on. I don't think he'd played much against Criminal Syndicate. Um. It was it was a good opponent. It was good fun and everything. So really pleased with how that went. Um, and so on to round two and as always uh, I ended up playing a Newcastle Warlord and there was only one <laughs> Newcastle Warlord at the event which was Lee Hamilton 
always the case. Go to an event, play someone that you could play any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, Lee was running Web Warriors, and he had quite a, uh, a solid Web Warrior roster. Um, he, a lot of the standard people, but he also had Nebula, he had uh, Modoc in there. There was, there was a lot of Modocs at this event. I think of the eight people, there was at least five Modocs. Um, I think the uh, the original stance of him being quotation marks broken when he first launched, probably people are still stuck on that. Where in reality, a five threat now is there's probably some better five threats. I mean, he's still strong, but yeah, I, I think he's still super strong. Um, but slight spoiler: played seven games all weekend, and I never picked him once. Yeah. It can be countered very easily. Mm. Um, so again, lost priority. Uh, and Lee, I, I was surprised because Lee's played me a number of times. He, he knows what um, Criminal Syndicate like, but he still chose extracts. I can kind of see his logic, but not sure I agreed. Uh, he chose Mutant Extremists, and I went with Terrigen Clouds. He chose 14 Threat. I think that's why he went with Mutant Extremists because he was. That's why he went with extracts because he was trying to force me to a lower. Th- threat value right um he ran miles gwen black cat nebula and valkyrie whereas i went kingpin omega red lizard and black cat so he was wider than me um which i was not massively concerned about um because nebula can't score but it's a very slow crisis combination yeah Terrigen is scoring that max four, probably two um, each as such. Mutant Extremis is scoring at most two. So it, it was, yeah, like I say, it wasn't a fast. A yeah, fast you need game. to get through all the turns to actually yeah. get to a point of conclusion. Absolutely. So I deployed... Um, Black Cat in the middle. He, he deployed a lot of his quite centrally. Uh, so he, he deployed Black Cat. I'm trying to see if I got a picture of the initial deployment. Apologies. Yeah, so he had Black Cat, Miles, and Gwen right in the middle. He had Valkyrie and Nebula on my left. I had Lizard on my left, Black Cat in the middle, Omega Red, and Kingpin on the right. A lot of it came down to where is the Senator, as always. You know, if you get the center with the right character in the first place, happy days. It was in the center. Right. My black hat picked it up. Um, so he, he activated first and he put Gwen. He didn't put Gwen forward. He put her in a position and he put her in a position so that he could webline whoever picked it up to save them. Which right. I get. Okay. Yeah. But he hadn't necessarily taken into account that I could then find it. So. My black cat goes up, finds the middle one. Fine. She then gets pulled in by, uh, I think it was Miles. So she, she got moved in a little bit. It was a bit of a funny one because then his black cat stole it. I messed up because I think turn... I, I did an advanced R&D and I think I did it onto Omega Red so that I could pull his Gwen in. Had I not done that, turn two, my black cat would have had enough to steal his black cat's his black cat's uh, senator and have enough to then hand it off to kingpin or omega red 
as it happened. They didn't have enough power to do it. So his black cat had come up and she attacked my black cat. Fine. The annoying thing was that she managed to do three damage. So a five dice builder against a uh, three dice defense. She got the magic three, which meant she could steal it, which I kind of knew was a possibility, but I wasn't expecting. Um, But because she got he then advanced R&D'd her so she could do a grappling hook, so move two away. So then she's kind of safe, and I couldn't quite get to her. I would have to move. When you've got the centre, you're moving slow. So I'd have to move to her, spend three power, pick it up, which I had enough, but then I'd have one... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a move at that point. So I need enough power to then... No, sorry, I would have had a short move, so I could have gone, picked it stolen it back off her, had a short move, but at that point I was still close enough for her just to do the same back to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're just passing it around. So if I hadn't used my advanced R&D earlier, then I would have had enough power to give her so that she could have taken it off his black cat, moved short, and then handed it off to a mega red. Yeah. Was in range. So I kicked myself a little bit there. Um, Lizard did what Lizard does. He, he was a pain. He, he went across on the right hand side. He, he stood by a tree to stop him from getting pushed and pulled around. Mega Red and Kingpin went up the right and sat on there. Um, Terrigen Cloud, he did the right thing. He put basically three of his characters onto Lizard and then he just put Gwen across to annoy Mega Red and Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Mega Red and Kingpin failed to. I think they both had two attacks each with the builders, and they failed two days, Gwen, <laughs> which was great. Um, so it, it was more or less going evens. So turn two, I was 4-2 up. Um, I think turn three, it was something like 4-6. Um, and we'd, we'd got to the point turn three, end of turn three, um, it was eight, uh, eight all or ten all. It, it was a draw, basically. Right. And there were a couple of plays that made a, a key difference here. Now, one of them was that Valkyrie had gone across the other side. So there was Valkyrie, Nebula, Miles, all going up on a poor old lizard. His black cat was running away. Makes sense. He had the senator. And as I say, Gwen was over there. Now, I tried to daze Gwen and I'd failed. So he then moved Gwen onto the the mist. Both Omega Red and Kingpin were slightly out of position, but I wasn't too worried because I had climbing gear. I don't know why I didn't, but when I activated Lizard, I didn't use climbing gear because I still had Black Cat left to activate. I was like, it's fine, I'll do it when I do act- Black Cat. Right. He then activated um, Valkyrie, and then the first of the two key things happened he played blind obsession on valkyrie which you can't do halfway through a turn and i knew that but i forgot so you know it's as much on me it's a it's a card with a lot of text so it's easy to yes miss. And much on me as is on him i should have called out at that point but there was so much going on um and the second thing was because he did that I didn't have any characters left to activate, but he still had his black cat left to activate. Now, I said to him, I think I can play Climbing Gear at this point, because I think it's still my activation, even though there isn't a character left to activate. Yeah. And he said, no, 
they've FAQ'd it. You can't. Or FAQ'd it. They've clarified it in the rules form. You can't. And we had a quick look on the rules form, and neither of us could find it. I was like, right, you just do what you need to do with Black Cat. I'll look for it. If I can't find it, then we'll we'll work it out. If I can't find it, and it says I can do it, this is what I'm going to do. Just, you know, rather than slow the game up completely. Because we knew yeah, we were yeah. going slightly slower. Um, I found the article he was talking about because he said it was to do with field dressing and he said no but I didn't and again this is on me I didn't read it properly and right. what he was saying actually was could you play field dressing when there was nobody on the table left to activate as in your opponent didn't have a go either uh, slightly right, okay. different because in yeah. our situation it still would have come to me I didn't have anybody to activate but I could still play a team tactics card then it would have gone to him yeah because yeah, he had course. something left to go. So I could have done it. It is what it is. The the game basically went down as a draw. Um, me and Lee have talked it through afterwards. All, all fine. Um, he said I've won, but you know he went on long shanks as a draw. It affected yeah. everything, so it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that, that was a bit annoying because what it meant was we had eight people the whole point was that with eight, you only need to do three rounds and you get a clear winner. Yeah, of course. Doesn't take into account draws, does it? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. So the first thing we then noticed was, hang on, put a draw in Longshanks, and all of a sudden, Longshanks doesn't recognise draws. Ah. History lesson, Longshanks is written for Guild Ball. You can't have draws in Guild Ball, so it never really had a concept. It's got the stuff <laughs> to do it, but the code behind it doesn't capture it right um it was pointed out because the same thing had happened in nashcon which was a big american con that was going on on the same weekend and in fairness to the people that do the code for it they fixed it more or less straight away ah fair enough but that was when the nashcon people pointed oh, out when, not one week yeah, pointed not out. Now. so yeah <laughs> um so it, it looked a bit weird and it was actually what it was doing was it wasn't just not recognizing it it was basically making a draw worse than a loss oh okay yeah. yeah so we went through and we did it anyway i ended up playing on table one essentially against adam who was the only person who was on two and oh right okay everybody else was on one and one or me and lee were on one and one draw more or less yeah um so again and he was running criminal syndicate with a, a wakanda splash okay lost priority he <laughs> chose extremist consoles and i went with cubes he chose 17 threat. He ran Black Panther, Okoye, Modok, Okoye. Uh, no, that's wrong. He ran Black Panther, Okoye, Modok, Shuri, and Taskmaster. You can't have two Okoyes in his list. There were two on the table. <laughs> Double Okoye. Yeah. <laughs> I ran, and I thought, you know what I need to do? I need to go wide here. I can do two two threats, three three threats, and a four at 17. I'm a genius. Nice. Literally picked it all got everything sorted and as i started to go through it i realized the error of my ways so i had and i was basically saying to him okoye toad oh i'm not affiliated ah because i also then had lizard as three unaffiliated yeah. and then just crossbones <laughs> taskmaster uh, crossbones <laughs> black cat and kingpin now in fairness to adam like I said it, and he was like, oh, okay. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, and I wanted to ask, can I swap it? But I didn't. 
and I didn't think it was right because he'd shown his first. Had he not shown his, then yeah. I probably would have said, look, I don't know what you're running. Do you mind if I swap it? There was only one swap I could do. It would have to have been Lizard for um, uh, Taskmaster. Right, yeah. The only way I could do it to get it affiliated. But it is what it is. Um, Serves me right for doing it. What it also meant, though, was one of my team tactics cards was pointless because it was the all according to plan. Ah, okay. Which, again, no point doing that because... (laughs) Yeah, um, you have yeah. to be criminal syndicate to do it. Can't do that. Right, fine. So not only am I playing on on something where my uh, thing would be really useful, I can't play one of my best team tactics cards. <laughs> Never mind. It you was, could almost say it's not going according to plan. It, it was not going <laughs> according to plan at that point. Um, and I was still trying to work out in my head why we were all getting penalised for drawing. Um, there was a lot going on in my head. Um, the, the board was a bit of a funny one. It essentially had almost a foot by foot square in the middle that was size. Oh, okay. And That's big. what that meant on a D shape was there weren't many angles. There was a lot of terrain on the board, a lot of high sized terrain on the board. I was very shocked that Adam picked, and I said it to him afterwards, Shuri and Murdoch, because a lot of their stuff and moving people around, you know, needs line of sight. Murdoch was never going to get from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, Shuri needs line of sight, which she didn't really have very much. It it was just a bit odd. It, it is what it is. Um, both playing on the same table, so we're both restricted by the same things. It just, I think, it favoured me in the end. So I had. Um, Toad and Crossbones more or less in the centre, Lizard and I think it was Black Cat on the right, and then uh, Kingpin and Okoye on the left. And on my left he put his Okoye and his Taskmaster, Shuri and Modok on the back point, and Black Panther on the right hand side. Now, he used his Black Panther to come and steal my cube on my right which I didn't really mind because it meant Black Panther was nice and close I sent Toad forward to get the cube in the centre and I was able to get there and back um, because of wall crawler and not and only needed to be within two Um, I don't think he came back in fact he just was within two which meant he was safe of anybody doing anything scary to him Lizard went up the right um, and I see a black uh, a Koye and Kingpin went up the left they all basically the way the game went was they more or less fought on on that extremist console he kept his shuri on his extremist console i kept uh, crossbones on my extremist console uh black cat went and stole one of the cubes off black panther and then it became a bit of a fight of crossbones black panther of crossbones lizard versus black panther and modok on the right hand side toad kind of then sat back on the rear console and Black Cat went across and helped out on the left um, his Shuri didn't really do any pushes um, I think that was, that was where uh, I think further on he kind of said um, he had all the tools, he wasn't he wasn't using his team tactics cards that much, I don't think he was that practised with he said he hadn't played for, for a while I right. don't think he was that honed into Wakanda Um so that one finished um, 
with a, a criminal syndicate victory. Um, Nicely done. As he quickly tries to find out what the final score was, so it was 20 points to 12 in the end. So it was quite a comprehensive um, oh, very nice. victory in the yeah, end. Yeah. Um, which meant, lo and behold, I finished undefeated. When we first then looked at the, the entries, because of the way it had all gone, I was down in fifth. Right, okay. Oh, um, because of the uh, oh, fraud sorry. counting as a was once loss. Yeah, I was down as fourth. Whereas Adam, John, the store owner, and Sean were uh, all tied on two and one, which right. was very odd. Um, it had a strength of schedule. We tried to do it based on strength of schedule. It, I'm not really sure how it worked it all out, but it worked It worked out the strength of schedule um, based on that. Because at the time, it done. I think it did it in reverse alphabetical because yeah, it didn't have a... <laughs> tiebreaker basically okay. um, yeah. which meant that uh, John the owner was top and he was like oh, that's not really what I want um, so yeah. we did it based on strength of schedule and I think because yeah, the way it all panned out uh, Adam Bone came out top so oh, congratulations nice. to him so he won a Funko Pop or whatever you call them a Marvel big headed model oh nice the Funko Pop that's cool yeah, yeah, fun yep. Yeah. Um, so he got one of those, which was great, uh, and that was his reward for finishing top. Very nice. Um, like I say, later on, I think it was later on that evening, we worked out that actually um, they, they fixed the draw thing. So then I ended up second, based on that, because my strength of schedule was worse than Adam's. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it now on. Longshank. Ah, I was, uh, we'll hold, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> However, tonight when I came to look at it, so I got everybody's names right, even though I managed to get Sean and Stephen mixed up, um, it has now me at top. Yeah. Now, the strength schedule hasn't changed. I think what's happened, I think, is because I was there over uh, yesterday, my Longshank's rating has gone from what it was at the time which was 18 it's gone to 108 so i don't know whether or not that rating has then pushed me up uh, or whether something in the background has now made draws worth more than losses i would probably say it's the latter that draws are worth more because like in theory you're the only one who went undefeated if that makes sense yes so the, the, there's a thing here so and Adam was explaining to me, and I kind of get what he was saying, that essentially, I think, and apologies I get this wrong, I think it was Malifaux who was talking about, he's like, he'd done a lot of tournaments with there, and they class a draw as bad as a loss. Right. Some people class it as worse than a loss. And, and the logic is to avoid slow playing, and, you know, if you're in that situation where you know you can grind out that round as a draw... You kind of slow play it. Well, actually, you don't gain anything from that, and the right thing to do is push for the win. And I can kind of see the argument. You know, it encourages you if you're sat in that situation where you know you could take a risky play to try and win it, but actually, it's risky, and if you don't get it right, you probably end up losing. You don't do that because you're like, well, I'll hold on for the draw. But if the draw is classed as a loss anyway, yeah, you've got nothing to lose. The only thing you lose is 
letting your opponent get a win, which, you know, shouldn't really matter. Uh, yeah, so I've just had a look here because it's got an update log on Longshanks. Ooh, look at you with your techie gizmos. I know. So, 23rd, when was that? Today? Yeah, today. Mm-hmm. So the update log, it says, Ranking within events now ignore total game count to support the addition of late players. Yep. So you can add like later players to it now. So players are now ranked by tournament points, then number of wins, then number of ties, then number of losses, and then the chosen tiebreaker for the event. There you go then. So based on that, it is now changed. So, yeah. you know, as I said at the start, I, I, I got the, to do on Longshanks because I wanted to see how the software worked, etc. I'm still a fan of it. I like how quickly they've responded to a number of things. Yes. Um, they have, you know, helped sort a, a number of bits and pieces out. It's clearly a living software. Um, I know there's been a few events that have used it already. Whether they've not noticed these things or whether they've not known who to mention it to, I don't know. But I know once it got mentioned very quickly, it's been fixed. Yeah. Um, so, again, I, I would highly recommend it. I've spent a bit of time yesterday messing around with it. And actually, there's, there's a wealth of information on there. So, highly recommend it. Um, it's, you know, it cost me the, the tournament, but that's... I'm not that bothered by it. Had it been a local one, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I said to somebody, like, had it been a thousand pound prize fund, might have been a <laughs> bit more narked about it. Um, a Funko Pop, I can, I can live without, but it, it is what it is. So that, that was good. Um, Biddy Trader, like I say, great little shop. Um, highly recommend. He's going to do monthly events. Um, we were talking at the end about changes. I think one of the, the things that, we, we need is a pack just to, to clarify a few bits and pieces um right and you know i know he's looking to do that which would be great um and i've said if he wants any help you know more than happy to talk him through any of it and i think the scenery probably yeah maybe there's a few bits of scenery that aren't quite as practical or, or some setups aren't i'm quite sure practical. if he starts getting more people going to the events and we get to know him a bit more like i mean we've got enough scenery between well this is what i was going to say one of the things we said is we'll, we'll take some scenery down for the next event just so yeah that, you know and i need to get my paint up for other reasons anyway but um if i've got it i will say to him for the next one how many people you got how many tables can you do with it doesn't have to be mcp scenery but you know sensibly sized scenery because it makes a massive difference yeah definitely i mean i've got three tables worth maybe four so yeah, it's just shouting. I don't mind supplies. I mean, I'm coming to the next one. So um, yeah, I'll probably just pack it all in the car, and then if he needs it, I can just get it out. It's not a problem. Yeah. So that was that was the first one. Um, like I say, yeah, highly recommended. The next one is on the 18th of September. So yep. if anybody is in the north or northeast or south of Scotland, you know, just come along if you want details give me a shout i will try and put the link in the show notes um and as i say i'm pretty sure we can get you could get up to about 30 people in that shop it will be a bit a little bit cramped if we got that many but um it would be nice to get up nearer the 15 16 mark uh, for the next one mm-hmm. and get it growing because uh, it was great to see so many people from the local community you definitely got to put some faces to some names that i've seen on some of the chats yeah then 
uh, got home, could not sleep, went through a whole <laughs> raft of things in my head, then realised I needed to drive down to Derby the following day, then couldn't okay, sleep even more. Sleep. <laughs> uh, you might have noticed I put some random things in the chat, like one of the time it was about 12 o'clock after watching match of the day, and then I probably put some other random stuff at about 3 o'clock when I was trying to sort the kids out, because they were up and I was just like oh yeah what about this <laughs> is your mind doesn't yeah why not so next day um, heading off to Derby like I say more or less the same thing I took our lizard monkey brain is lizard home um, and I put in illicit tech okay blind obsession is the other one never used it all weekend that was the other one um, so I'm definitely going to take that out so day two um going down to board and swords and never been down before but i was traveling with anthony Poole, who used to live down in derby so i think that used to be his his regular he popped down a19 picked him up a bit chaotic because all the roads were shut which seems to be the way things are happening at the moment it's every single road is shut up yep. north it's great fun yeah it's very odd at the moment so uh fighting between the the sat nav and where i knew i wanted to go got down there it was relatively nice drive to be fair uh got there nice and early nice and chilled it's a nice little venue uh not a particularly big shop again but they've got like a mezzanine upstairs where i think we had nine of the tables upstairs and then however many needed downstairs to make it work so then there would have been five downstairs because I think there were 28 in the end it was 32 tickets uh, three dropouts and one person turned up feeling ill so then went home so Fair enough. 28 people not bad still still a decent decent set of people um, I can say the the one on the Saturday was quite relaxed chilled this one I wouldn't say wasn't relaxed and chilled but people were a bit more on it so you got to the table straight away sort of said hello pleasantries but as you were saying the pleasantries you were getting everything out and you're getting everything ready and it would just felt felt a bit more on it the bloke organizing it uh, was constantly shouting how long left he had it was you know right we're going to start at this point right you've got i think they were giving everybody about 10 minutes to set up and they didn't start the clock until people were set up okay. which was good because um, I do find that a little bit in in Marvel that there's, there's there's still quite a lot to do before you actually do anything. You know, yeah. You set up your tokens. You've got to decide who's going to get priority and all of that good stuff. Um, agree what the seat size, the scenery, and everything was. So yeah, it, it was good. He kept everything ticking over, and, and like I say, it was a bit more on it as such, which is fine. Different different uh, events do it differently. I think. One of the things, if the bearded trader one does get a little bit bigger, you probably need to get a bit more on it. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah. was actually playing as well in the bearded guarded trader one because we didn't have enough people, so it's a bit more difficult. So round one was against Dave Amos, and he was running Cabal, uh, Red Skull Cabal. Um, we ended up with the crisis of Fear Grips World and Mayor Fisk. And we went with 16 threat. The first thing, again, talking about scenery, it, it was a nice looking board, but on the left hand side of the board was this massive but raised motorway. 
we said it was size 5, but there was gaps underneath it. Now, for a lot of skirmish games, that works brilliantly, because you can be above and below. Something like Necromunda, I'm thinking, it's, it's great. You've got your multi-levels. MCP doesn't have any concept of that. So we kind of said it was a big block of size 5, and nobody could go underneath. Right, yeah. Later on, I went back to this table, and clearly the people have, who thought it thought about it a little bit more than us had broken it up, turned it upside down, and used it slightly differently, which is fine. Oh, okay. It made a yep. lot more sense. But I think Dave was relatively new to the game as well. I was not used to playing in tournaments where you just change scenery. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we went with that. Um, so I had Kingpin, Omega Red, Crossbones, Black Cat, and Koye. And he had the big head Mr. Modoc, Zemo, uh, Red Skull, and Enchantress. Nice. So he had Enchantress on his left. Uh, on the, the big motorway uh, facing off against my crossbones and Omega Red for the the uh, one on that side my black cat was in the middle uh, along with his Red Skull and Murdoch and then Zemo was on my right uh, against Kingpin and Okoye um, I, I was quite wary of Enchantress because I know she can do a lot of horrible stuff but I was able to activate him so I went last um, she, Black Cat managed to pick up a hammer I think Omega Red picked up a hammer Kingpin and uh, Okoye went across and I think they managed to Zemo to pick up his hammer he picked up his hammer and got that it was relatively close he did the right thing he focused on one side he tried to get as many hammers as possible he then brought Modok and Red Skull across to, to the other side with, where Enchantress was to kind of team up against um, Omega Red and Crossbones I flowed Black Cat that way but then I realised actually there's no point I then pulled him back onto the other side I had more hammers than he had and I'd got up early um, so it, there was enough I, it was what 4-2 after the first round um, and then it went I think I, I must have picked up all the hammers at that point and it went 4-10 in the round two and it finished I oh, know it went at 8.14 after that and then it finished at that point um, again I kind of I'd moved away from the left hand side near the end I just kept on top of the hammers I managed to pick up the hammer off him just having Black Cat and Enchant- uh, having Black Cat running around and when I use Enchantress sometimes this helps as well but Black Cat just goes and steals things and just runs away She's, she's brilliant um, and the fact you can then hand them off in Criminal Syndicate really helps yeah Omega long move is, a, is massive yeah, I think it's what Enchantress misses is that long move is a huge for Black Cat absolutely and, and being able to hand out stun as and when she needs to I think I handed out stun once to Modoc on that one or, or Red Skull it was at that key point where you just like right uh, not stun sorry stagger right I'm just gonna I'm gonna stagger you for two it's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, Dave, good opponent. Uh, very on it, getting through it. Um, like I said, good tempo to the game. Finished it with quite a bit of time left. Um, and it was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. And I was a bit apprehensive, like bigger tournament. You never really know what it's going to be like. So that was really good. Game two was against, and I think this was the one against Quinn. Yeah. So this was against Quinn Duggan. Mm-hmm. who I have played once before on TTS. 
okay. a while ago, and he's in a couple of the chats, um, and I know he's he's been doing quite well in in some of the leagues. He goes to the Friday night ones um, that Tony Moore runs at Element Games. He's part of that crew, so right. I knew he was a good player. I knew he knew what he was doing. Um, so I was like, this is going to be a bit more of a test. Um, he took priority and he went demons and I went research station. Now, it was a funny one because I, one of his options was sword. And I, in my hand, I had uh, research station and I had cubes. And I thought, if he goes sword, then research station's the right answer. And I think it was demons and gamma and I knew he wouldn't go gamma. I said, like, if he goes demons, then I want cubes. So I had to make a gamble somewhere. And he was running Brotherhood. Apologies. So he was running Brotherhood. And I was like, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And unfortunately, I went Research Station and he went Demons. Which meant we're all down the middle. And where you don't want to be against Magneto and Scarlet Witch is all down the middle. (laughs) Especially for Demons. Where not only is it slower scoring, but it's also incinerating you. Had it been Gamma, I would have fancied my chances. But because Demons, the most you score is three, it, it, I wasn't able to get ahead. And that was basically the story of it. I went forward to capture the middle one and capture the researcher turn one, which I managed to do. Um, and a massive scrum erupted in the middle. So I picked uh, Kingpin, Omega Red, Crossbones, Taskmaster, Lizard, and Okoye. Okay. And he had Scarlet Witch... Magneto, uh, Quicksilver, Toad, and the dog. And the dog with them is is brilliant. He's constantly getting the power from Magneto for crushing things, and then he's just moving everybody around. Yeah. Turned into a bit of a big scrum in the middle. I kind of sent Taskmaster and I think it was Okoye up the flanks to just... Because I didn't want everybody to be incinerated straight away. But I knew I needed to get the researcher on the other end, so I was scoring more points quicker so for those that haven't played it essentially there's a researcher in the middle and you've got to push it onto your opponent's um back point almost yeah and once you do that so it's worth two when you capture it but if you put it on their point then it's worth two in the cleanup and then two uh in the following so you move it in the power phase it's worth uh, four basically in, in the next cleanup okay so i was like i need to get it on there to start scoring just to to get there I had too many people incinerated it was a bit of a like Magneto and Scarlet Witch are strong but he was just rolling and I think for about five or six attacks in a row he was just doing five damage every time because <laughs> I couldn't roll defense dice and he was constantly doing five sounds like the uh, complete opposite of our game on Thursday night when I played Brotherhood and yes. I couldn't roll a single hit at yeah, all no he, he <laughs> definitely did not do what you did um <laughs> In hindsight, how much would I change? I don't think that much. Probably should have gone for cubes, just safer even against on sword. It yeah. would have been safer. I think one of the other things was I probably should have... So there was a big size 5 at the back, which was where my research station was. I probably should have kept more people on there to stop the throws. Right. I also had brace for impact, and I kept forgetting to use it. So I lost probably two models to that. Now, would they have got dazed or KO'd later on? Probably, but in reality, just staying alive a little bit longer or just taking some attacks off somebody else. Yeah, just of course. To, you know, it all adds up. So 
the, the end goal was that um, I, I was pulling ahead and then he started to pull it back and then I think in the last two turns I think he probably scored nine points to my one okay um, so yeah it was just the point that I, I just couldn't get far far enough ahead maybe one or two of those daisies hadn't happened or chaos hadn't happened I might have been able to keep the researcher on his back point for one turn longer and just that alone would probably would be what a six point swing yeah which would have won me the game so it you know I look back on it Quinn's a really good player and knew what he was doing I probably could have played it a little bit better in fairness um, but I I like I say one or two of those dice hadn't gone it could have been a lot different but you just never know um, I'm, I don't think it's, it's not one I look back and go oh, the dice cost me that game it was yeah I think Quinn probably would have been able to react enough to, to win it even if the dice had gone a little differently so that, that was fine um, it was always good to play a good player um, and it was good to meet Quinn because I've said played against him once before and i'd seen him on quite a few of the chats etc so then we stopped for pizza which was nice we had a uh, everybody got an individual pizza each um, Ooh, very nice which was good and i managed to have um a hawaiian pizza it was quite controversial because i think hawaiian is probably the most controversial pizza out there uh, and i think as he was coming around he probably got three quarters of the way around when he got to us and I would say by far the vast majority of people had gone for Hawaii. Oh, fair enough. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I've had it once before. It, it was okay. I still don't think pineapple belongs on a pizza, but. Let's not start that. Let's <laughs> say we could be here for a uh, long, long time. Long, long time. Um, one of the things I have to say, though, is one of the reasons I ended up um, struggling so much was that I just lost figures. I was down to the turn that he won it. I only had crossbones and he was dazed. And that is important for a reason we'll come to later. Okay. So then round three, I played Chris Pemberton, who I think is another one from the... He'd come down with Quinn, I think, um, and from the um, Element Games group. Yep. And he was running Web Warriors. Um, so and, and this was back on the table that I'd started on. Um, at which point they they changed it all and it kind of much better set up by that point. So we we kind of talked through it all and it was quite good. We had now what was it we play on this one? This was Mayfisk and Montessi Formula. Now I hadn't played Montessi Formula for a while, um, and you know again odd. I'd lost priority. He gave me. <laughs> Skills. Did you win priority ever? <laughs> I won priority on one of them, and I can't. I'm not too right. sure which one I did, but I definitely won it on one, and that was that was it for the rest of it. Um, which again, like I say, considering that, and considering I was playing Criminal Syndicate, I was shocked that the majority of the time I was picking secures. Yeah. We played 17 threat. So he was running uh, Zemo, Venom, Gwen, Miles, and four point Peter Parker or Corset Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was quite surprised because I then was like, what does he do? Because uh, I don't see him much these days. He, yeah, he yeah. swings around a little bit, I think. And I decided to go six wide and remembered to make sure I had enough criminal syndicates when I went six wide. <laughs> um, so 
I went Crossbones, Okoye, Black Cat, Taskmaster, Kingpin, and Toad. Um, yeah, it, it it went well. Black Cat got the my Montessi that's nearest me. Then Black uh, Crossbones and Okoye went up the right against Zemo and Venom. Kingpin, Taskmaster, and uh, Toad went up the left against the two uh, Spider-Men and. Gwen and Black Cat went kind of into the middle. I think we kind of fought it out on the two flanks as, as you normally do. There were a couple of points where it got quite close. I my Black Cat ended up running away with a, a book and, and being chased down by Venom and <laughs> managed to get there. I think I tried the illicit tech against Venom because um, energy not great against energy range five he can't do is so many snacks back i probably did it too early i think in hindsight it's still a good card to take against venom and i'll probably keep it in my eight for that but i think it's one of those ones where what you want to do is wait until venom's taken some damage has got energy power and do it then so that he can't so many snacks you at range What I did was I did it early, which just took two damage off him, gave him two power, and then let right. him come into us. And, and, yeah. and I think probably it did incinerate him and Zemo, which was good, but I think there's probably a better time to do it. Kingpin and Taskmaster did well. I think it was Toad that got the... In fact, yes, it was. Because of the way you can set Toad up, I could set Toad up within two of the Montessi formula. He ran off and um, went and hid. Black Cat, I think, went up and got the middle one, um, and I went into a 5-2 to two lead. Nice. Um, then, a bit of a, not necessarily a swing turn, but a, a key turn where I think I captured, kept the two uh, books, and I managed to keep both of the um, witnesses, um, and I went up into a, what was that, 11-3 at the end of two. Okay, nice. Um, and that one, he, he pulled it back. Uh, he's a good good player, but it finished 21-11. I think the star of the show for me was Taskmaster. And and at that point, I hadn't really played Taskmaster. I don't think I played him in any of my games. They've come out and won. But it was the pneumatic, pneumonic technique up against the two Spider-Men because it doesn't allow you to do rerolls. Right. So it it was seven dice. It's only a two power builder, a uh, two power spender, but because seven dice and it it nullifies basically where Boris rerolls. Yeah. So that made a massive difference, and he he had enough power to do that a couple of times. So between him and Kingpin, uh, with I think a little bit of help from Toad, that that was enough, and then I was able to take one another one and run away. Very nice. So there I am on 2-1, feeling quite good. I was relatively high high on it all. I then went back to the table I'd play my second game on. So I'd literally gone. For, I started table 7, went to table 6, went back to table 7, then finished back on table 6. <laughs> well, at least you didn't have to move that far. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they were like different ends of different <laughs> rows. Ah, right, OK. So it's like, oh. And it is a little bit cramped up there. Um, And this one was a Paul O. Oh. I'm not going to try to say his surname because I will butcher it, and apologies. Um, and he was playing Black Order. Now, Ooh, nice. I'm not a big fan of playing Black Order. 
I'll be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> they normally kill me. And I had Mayfisk. We ended up with Mayfisk uh, and Research Station. So we had to go 16. And Paul got priority on this one as well. Um, he was running the three uh, key Black Order members uh, of Thanos, Corvus and Proxima. And I think Thanos had... I can't remember which ones. He had two stones and Corvus had the reality gem. Right. Um, now... Because we were kind of in the middle, because of the research station, but at the same time really, really wide because of uh, Mephisk. It was a bit of an odd one. Yeah. I knew I didn't really need to put too much in the middle, because I'm counting as double. Whereas I thought he would probably abandon one flank and try and sort the other one out. And he deployed tentatively. What he actually did was really clever. He focused purely on the middle and he had, I think, all three of them around the, the the researcher. What that meant was because he, because the person who doesn't hold the witnesses moves them, what he essentially did was he moved the two, he let me take the two witnesses and then he moved them within two into the middle. Yeah. And then he was going to let me have them again and then moved them again into the middle. So he was creating a massive scrum in the middle, which clearly benefited him. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I really didn't like. Uh, so I went 4-2 up. So he, he took the researcher, um, and I took the two um, witnesses. Then I think this was probably the, the key one. He managed to daze Taskmaster at the end of one and kill him started to oh okay um painful but fine at this point i was having flashbacks of the game against quinn on the same table where i lost everybody yeah <laughs> and it's my my own bit of panic and i was like oh great what do i do here but actually that's all he managed to do black cat was again brilliant in this because she was handing out the staggers so she's just such a versatile piece and I ended up getting um, both witnesses and the centre objective so I went up to 10-3 so we got a point for killing Taskmaster nice then it was close and the key thing here was he moved Kingpin to a point where he tried to throw him in, well he did throw him into a skip with um, Thanos but because he did that, he ended up leaving me with a point where it looked like I wasn't going to do very well. I had crossbones left to activate and I had uh, climbing gear. So it looked like he was actually going to score six. Crossbones went in and there, because he'd moved the witnesses in, there was enough space for crossbones to get in between the uh, witness and the researcher. And that then, because he was counted as two, meant that I got both of those um, and because of where he'd thrown Kingpin he could have or should have moved him away but he moved him to a point where I could play climbing gear and get him back on to that point oh nice yeah. so I then got the six I needed because I was looking at it thinking oh right, I'm only going to get four here I'm starting to take heavy losses because I've had a few more dazed if I don't finish this quick I'm going to be in trouble um, 
but because of the way he'd put him, I was like, well, actually, I can climb and gear him on. So that finished quite quickly, um, and it finished 16-3. I think that, and similar to the one before, the the, the score didn't do them justice. Uh, that was yeah. quite close. And the one before, like I said, that finished 21-11, I think it was, uh, that, that was a lot closer than the score looks like. Um, and I find that a lot with this. I mean, the one against Quinn, it was close. I was up most of it, and then I'd taken too many losses and quickly exploded forward. Same on some of mine. Like They're a lot closer, and then all of a sudden one or two things happen, and you can just shoot up. Yeah, with the right uh, secures and extracts, it, all it takes is like one or two turns, and suddenly you can just, uh, yeah, just kind of run away with it almost. Absolutely. Um. So then, because it finished early, <clears throat> we then had a, I think, probably about 40 minutes wait for the end. And normally in AOS events, they turn off whatever software they're using are normally tournament to you. Yes. They didn't turn off Longshanks. Ah. So I was constantly seeing it going up and down and up and down. And I was <laughs> second for quite a while. Now, I was second, but I knew there was still, like, a lot of... I think everybody above us hadn't yet finished. And then right, as the results yeah. came in, I was still staying in second for a lot longer than I thought. And then I slipped third. And then, and again, I think I'd gone down. Yeah, I was third. And Anth behind me was still finishing his off. And he was on 2-1 as well. Yeah. And then he managed to win his. So he ended up 3-1. Which then nice. pushed me out of third down to fourth. Right. And then everything was in, and I think there was one table left to play. And I think once their result came in, because everything was done on strength schedule, that then just all of a sudden everything just changed again. Right. Okay. It was very odd, because um, Quinn was top all the way through, which obviously helped my strength schedule. Well, I don't know whether where you finish helps or if it's just your win record, actually. I think it's just the win record. But he, he was top. Then Aaron, who was the eventual winner, ended up going top. Um, and they were both on 4 and now. But yeah, okay. it just seemed like there were a couple of different bits and pieces that moved everybody around. Yeah. Um, so I ended up fifth. So again, there was a bit of an issue here with Longshanks in that so Aaron was top with Web Warriors, Quinn with uh, Brotherhood was second. Then Tim Marsden and Anth, and Tim was running Black Order, were both 3-1, and one, strength of schedule 618. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but Tim got third, and Anth also got third. So if you look down the left-hand side, Anth actually got third next to Oh, him. yeah, joint third, and then so you're joint third. Um, but I don't think everybody realised that, and then like when it came to the awards, Tim got it. Right. Again, Anth was the same as me. Like, not there to podium, just there to have some fun. Didn't really matter. Yeah. There was no cash prizes. It was just a little trophy. Ironically, there was two other awards um, that he had talked about at the start that I must admit, I was like, oh, I'm never going to remember to do any of those. And they weren't tracked. I don't think many people wrote them down particularly well. Um, and the first one was I think it was Dance Off winner I can't remember the exact title but it was basically Dance Off Bro um, and that was how many of your opponents 
leaders your leader had dazed and KO'd. Basically, how oh, right, your okay. leader had done. Yeah, yeah. My kingpin didn't do anything because that's not what he's there for. He can do it every now and then. He held to the king's not bad, but he's not there to daze and KO people. Um, but Anth got that award um, because his miles had just gone around killing everybody. So oh, nice. He ended up with that one, which was great. Um, and then the other award was I can do this all day, and that was meant for the person whose roster had had the most dazes and KOs. Right. Now, I like I said when he read it out, I didn't really. I was like, all right, fine. When I was playing against Quinn, at the end, Quinn said, oh, well, at least I've helped you with that. And I was like, oh, I'm not really writing it down, but yeah. And then we worked out, and I was like, all right, fine, I've got that. And then at the end, he was like, so how many do you think you've got? And I was like, well, I definitely got 11 in that game. Got about three in the first, one in the third. And I was like, I think it's something around 2022. And I think the only person close to that was 12. So oh, I ended right. up winning that award. Which oh, wow. Nice ironic. So the, the top five ended up with those awards. Um and then I think it was George won the best painted George Harris with his Black Order. That was oh, a lovely Black nice. Order. Um, so they were it. And then at the end, he did have some store vouchers. And rather than giving those out with the um, first, second, third, he ended up raffling them off. So he had a random number generator. And then depending on where you finished based on the number. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, he picked it up. Now, the thing with third is that they fed, again that's been fed back to Longshanks and they're looking into it and they're looking at how they would then break that up I'm not sure what the answer is I yeah. think you're going to need secondaries you're going to need to to have it as strength of schedule and then if strength of schedule is equal then you'd have to go off of I'm surprised that strength of schedule was equal like surely very much and I wonder whether that is it needs a tweak I thought strength of schedule couldn't be equal. Uh, unless games, you... but four games, thirty people, maybe it can. I was gonna say play exactly the same people, but I, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very strange one. Because yeah. um, I'm looking through, there's yeah, I mean, there's a few that have kind of very similar. Yeah, I mean, um, there is. I mean, you look at it, Aaron, who finished top, has got the same strength of schedule as Tim, who was third, Anth, who was third. Yeah. Um, yeah, something. So, I don't know. But, again, it's been fed in. They're going to look at it. So, hopefully, for future ones, you know, because I think, that, again, there was a, an event in America where they've seen the same thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, I don't want to sound negative towards Longshanks. They're working on it. It's great. I think it's fantastic. Highly recommend other people jump on and use it. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you affiliation breakdowns. It gives you event statistics. It gives you all sorts of things. Um, one of the other things it gives you is leaderboards based on your affiliation. Yep. Which, after one weekend of two tournaments, I am at currently, in the world, the second best criminal syndicate player. So <laughs> maybe. Good point. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think very, very new system. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it's good fun. It um, gives you things like that. I think it's going to take, you know, it's going to need a lot of events in there to start to generate the proper numbers so that people can start yes. to write to the top. Yeah, yeah. And there needs to be, over the weekend, a few people said about packs and how there isn't 
a pack. I I find it odd because most of the people I played weren't from a Games Workshop background. They okay. were from other systems, maybe Games Workshop originally, but you know their their last system wasn't a GW one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games Workshop don't really. I know they put a pack out, but nobody uses it realistically. Everyone um, kind of makes story. Yeah. You know, it's a community pack, isn't it? Um, but the the feeling I got from a lot of these people was the systems that they played, they gave them a pack and everybody used that pack. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, it it it's a funny one. Maybe the community needs to sort out a, a pack, or maybe, you know, I don't think AMG are ever going to give us a pack because they. They've said that they don't see it as a competitive game. Um, you know, it's not designed for that. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, there, there probably needs to be some agreement on things like what does a lot a draw mean? You know, what are the secondaries? Those kind of things. How do most people do it? So we can start to get yeah that going when people are on the same same playing field. But Overall, fantastic weekend. Great to go to two different places to see two di- totally different sets of people. Um, play a real variety of lists. Some really good players. Some tough matchups, um, and and some good fun along the way. I mean, you know, th- quite a few of those games were were like really good fun. Um, you know, good laugh held by everybody. There was nobody who was particularly too serious on any of it, um, which is the the best way to be. Excellent. So. After two events, apart from Kingpin, because obviously you're running criminal syndicates, you've got to take him. Who was your kind of must-have person from your roster? I think Black Cat was probably the star of the show. Just the flexibility she gives you. She's a long mover, which criminal syndicate don't have access to other than her. She can steal extracts. Brilliant. She can... Grappling hooks are placed within two. She can hand out um, stagger. She's got uh-huh. stealth. You can't modify dice against her. She's just she's got a really good tool set. Where she struggles is power. She, yeah. She she struggles to gain power, but you know, in Criminal Syndicate, one of the things I found was I. I I fell back into the the problem that I have sometimes where I can't help myself but attacking. And actually, you don't want to attack when you're criminal syndicate. You just want to displace. You want to move people out of the way. You want to get onto objectives. You yeah. want to hand out conditions. You don't really want to attack people. Because all you're doing is giving them power to do attacks to you, which dazes you. And as soon as you become dazed, you lose a lot of your benefits. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, and I kind of got back into that. Like I say, Murdoch didn't make it. Enchantress played a couple of times, but not a lot. I think she stays. Murdoch? I don't know. I don't know whether Murdoch stays. I think one of the biggest changes that I found in over the weekend was I was running a lot wider than I ever have done Criminal Syndicate because you've got more threes which opens up the opportunities to run it wider. Like I say, you yeah. can go six wide at um, 17, which you couldn't do before, not affiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the key for me is just going wider. And then you've just got more bodies um, playing, being able to pick 
Mists and um, Mayor Fisk. Mm-hmm. Means you've only got two points to fight on. You've got three bodies on each point. Fine, you can maybe lose one or two of those to go steal some extracts. It's, it's. It, I think it's, it's turning into a really powerful affiliation. Um, I do want to try. There are a few more. Yeah, I, I need to tweak my team tactics cards. Um, and there are a few others that I want to try. So on my list, in no particular order, is Stereo. Mm-hmm. He's amazing, and Leafu always uses him against me, and he does amazing things. <laughs> He's such a pain. And so is Mysterio. But and then I want to try the dog. I want to try because just for moving people back onto objectives, you know, he activates last, and he puts you criminal syndicate people back onto the objectives, and that, that's massive. Um, yeah. Deadpool just because he's always classed as healthy. Um, so he's always classed as two, and he's got two Michungas to give to, to whoever you want. Yeah. I want to try Killmonger, because I think one of the things that I identified previously was you need to be able to switch it up. When you start getting dazed, you need to then be able to switch up from saying, right, I'm not going to sit on secures and not attack you, I'm going to have to. And I think the game against Quinn was a perfect example. Craven's another one I want to try for similar reasons. I think if I had gone into the game against Quinn, knowing he's playing that, knowing we're down the middle, probably would have put Killmonger in to allow me then to, when I needed to, go and try and daze somebody. You know, start to take them out. Um, yeah. So there's there's that element. Um just just gives you that that extra option i think with what with the secure type with the extracts that you can now pick for them with herbs and um research station i I like quite like cubes as well i don't feel so bad about if i lose priority and they make me pick extracts and they pick a pay to flip i didn't get a pay to flip all weekend you know seven games Again, yeah. where where I was losing priority the majority of the time, nobody made me go pay to flip, which I found That's... really odd. Yeah. Um, that... So maybe People... that inflated the score. You know, I, I, the, part of me would have liked to have played a few more interpaid flips to see how the roster worked. Um, yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to work on for the next month between now and the next bearded trader one is probably playing some games where I put paid flips into my roster okay yeah just to see how I go where you don't get that I think the problem is maybe it's a I just say to my opponent look we'll roll for priority as normal or yeah so the answer is thinking it through is if I win priority I'm going to pick extracts every time just to give them the opportunity so I get used to playing the extract so I can really nail yeah, the extract yeah. game if they then don't give me to paid flips when they pick their secures there's not a lot I can do about that maybe talk to them in advance and say this is what I want to try test yeah but I think that that's the next bit is I was really happy with how the roster went like I say probably Modoc goes probably keep running wide but again Modoc's one of those ones where you look at it and go if there is a paid flip if I do need to, to get a bit more aggro Modoc can do that he can control it, he can hand out quite a bit of damage mm-hmm. 
maybe he's the answer. Maybe I'd go to Scarlet Witch or somebody like that. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's definitely a lot of play there. There's a lot of things to, to try trial out. I can't see Asgard getting in anytime soon. No? Makes me sad. Love Asgard. <laughs> but definitely a lot more to, to try in the, the criminal syndicate world. Excellent. Crime pays. Yeah, crime pays. <laughs> Unless you get a draw. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, Longshanks, really good. Um, highly Excellent. recommend it. Um, it has obviously some issues, but um, it, it, it's working itself out. So don't don't be put off by that. Um, and yeah, I think if if people can get across to to events, I'd highly recommend it. They're really friendly. I'd said a while ago that the one thing that potentially would stop me from going even deeper down the rabbit hole of Marvel Crisis Protocol was if the events were too serious. And so far, yeah. so good. Not too serious at all. This is the third event. Uh, the first Excellent. one, like, unfortunately, we're in pods, so it was a bit more limited. But yeah, being, being great opponents, um, all done in the right mind frame so not not a problem excellent no i was a bit gutted i couldn't make it this weekend so uh i'm gonna make up for that in september for the bearded card trader one and then uh see where i can go from there but i'm looking forward to it i'm uh had two games last week so that was nice to kind of get back into the flow of things even though i lost both but uh, i was trying out brotherhood and well, you watched the first game, didn't you? And then yep. uh, I played you the second game. And yeah, I just can't roll a dice to save my life at the minute. So Does I, it I help when the dice don't want to let you win? <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I think the worst one was uh, when I used War Machine to do the... Um, empty oh, the clip, was it? Was it empty the clip or... You did the beam attack and he, oh, hit, right. um, he hit two characters like twice. So I was rolling whatever it was 20 dice or whatever it was and didn't get a single hit it's like yeah this is fun <laughs> it was one of them where you just had to laugh or you just end up crying um yeah. but no i kind of gave brotherhood a try and i'm just kind of playing around with a few different lists like order diff- is what you want i had so the, the, the last game corvus had did he have, he got it his attack up to nine dice and with the, uh, his, I think it's his superpower, and with the reality gem, yeah, he was counting blanks, and the first skull is a crit as well. Crit. Yeah, he rolled it, and I think he only rolled one hit. Everything else was blanks or, <laughs> or something else. And then he tied it all up. Had the skull as a crit, rolled an extra one there, got a wild, and he did something like eight damage. Nice. Um, yeah, that's like. I looked That's at it, I was like, ah, and it was like, so kind of, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. So clearly, that, that's the way to go. That's the way I need to do it, yeah. Whereabouts, it doesn't matter what I roll, I still get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm going to try out a few different things. I'm looking at Defenders as well. They look quite fun. Got some nice fun characters in there, so. There was a lot of chatter about Iron Fist over the weekend. Um, yeah. He's, he's making his way into a lot of... Uh, rosters. His spender is uh, very nice. 
Yeah. Although it is eight power, so it is a lot of power. Well, it's that and his Heroes for Hire card, which kind of really makes things tick. So Defenders definitely... Uh, I'm more than happy if you pick it up because I need lots of practice against them because they're the ones that keep beating me. Um, so yeah, I think that there's there's plenty of options out there. So. Yeah, uh, looking at Midnight Suns as well. I quite like the look of those uh, when they're coming out. So there, there's lots of different ones that I think I'm going to give a try on both TTS and in real life. So we shall see. I'm sure uh, we'll, I'll find something that clicks. Like, yes. uh, I enjoyed Guardians and I enjoyed Cabal when I used them on TTS when we did our league. So I just I want to try other ones rather than just going back to those if that makes sense. Um, although that Longshanks uh, title for what's it, Captain of the Milano or whatever it's called? Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy best player. Well, yeah. you say that, but I was looking the other day and Guardians of the Galaxy on Longshanks, I think before the weekend, had the best win rate. Oh right, okay. So, go figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of looking at that going, hmm, do I want to try and go for that and just uh, play that? But I don't know, we'll see. Defenders seems like it's got quite a few characters on, uh, quite a few people playing them, so... Yes, I think I they're a lot more popular. I think something like Guardians is, is going to be great because you can, you can hone your skills on it, you can... You know, if you focus on it, you can get some some legs out of it. They're, they're yeah. never, I won't say never. They're unlikely to to take out a, a major tournament, but at the moment, there we don't seem to be seeing major tournaments. We're seeing quite a few thirty-ish tournaments, yeah. which is great. It's a nice size you, with with a couple of spikes on dice and and the right setups. Even some like guardians can go four and quite easily. Mm. We'll see. And then Dormammu will come out and I'll be like, oh, that'll do. <laughs> Push a big model around the table, it's fine. <laughs> Worry about the objectives later. <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to play it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a really fun game. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm, I'm hook, line and sinker into it now. Um, got a couple of other things planned. Um, around it, we're going to try and do separation anxiety. One of the OP kits. Yes, the, the carnage one. one. That'd yep. be fun. Looks looks really good. I want to try that. I want to you know try some of the things like that where it's not just competitive play. Yes, because yeah. we don't. I don't think we've got a big enough pool of people at the moment in the northeast just to be hammering away at just competitive all the time. Um, and it does get, I wouldn't say boring, but it can get a bit draining after a while if you're constantly doing it so yeah you want to play some fun games as well rather than just non-stop of like right i'm gonna do this and do that and do this okay i've won cheers <laughs> because yeah no, you could switch quite a few people off like that so uh yeah doing the op kits could be quite fun yep absolutely right um i think we'll we'll head off with this is probably the longest episode we've done so far um but as i say great weekend thoroughly enjoyed it if you're tentative of getting into mcp do it if you're tentative about going to events do it everybody's really friendly it's nice to be out in the wilds again and um until next time oh if people want to catch you where can they find you charmers i'm at tales of war games on twitter and instagram 
I am at Martin Swaffield on Twitter and Instagram, and I've just changed to Tales of Crisis, no spaces, on uh, Discord. I'm oh, on quite a few cool. of the Discord channels now, um, which is feel free to hit me up on those. Perfect. Excellent, and thank you, and good night. See you later.